And the Oscar for this year's Best Visual Effects goes to Better Buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. As usual, I'm your host, RJ Mitchell. And with me tonight, we have Kelvin. Hello. Andrew, returning for the second time. Say hi, Andrew. There you go. And Goodbye. Okay. And newcomer this week, Tanner. What's up? There we go, Tanner. You you catch on quick, Tanner. Um, (laughs) And as usual, we start with every episode, the Better Buddies Icebreaker. Now, guys, you're gonna. I want you to think really hard on this one. It's really difficult. I tried to really knock it out of the park this week. I scoured the internet for full seconds trying to find the perfect icebreaker for today. Um, and I truly think it may be a masterpiece that will leave you changed fundamentally as a human being. And the icebreaker for this evening is what is your favorite flavor of ice cream and why? Blue Moon, because nobody actually knows what it is. Oh, dude, I love Blue Moon. So Calvin stole Andrews. I used to get that shit as a kid. Oh, so good. It's not my favorite. So Calvin's favorite is Blue Moon because he's a hipster. What? Blue Moon's just good. (laughs) Uh, Andrew, Blue Uh, Moon is apparently not your favorite. What is? Yeah, maybe like for nostalgic reasons, but I haven't had it in forever. I don't know, anything with caramel. Caramel's always good. That's a really broad range. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm bad with favorites. So if they just took some caramel and kind of froze it up and stuck it in a bowl, you'd eat that? Well, not froze. Like, the, the caramel's got to be caramely, but, you know. But in mixed, okay, okay. okay. shit's an ice cream and then also puts caramel on it, I'd probably eat it. Okay. Uh, Tanner, what's your favorite flavor and why? Oh, well, are we sticking strictly to ice cream or does frozen custard count also? I don't get into that pedantic scenario with the certain specific franchise that shall remain slightly nameless. Golfers. Okay. Well, uh, in in uh, respect for keeping it slightly nameless, I uh, enjoy their flavor of the day they have every now and then. That's devil's food cake. Ooh, what's that one? Dark chocolate custard with like little chunks of brownie or cake or whatever in there and like magic shell hmm it's real good sounds like a lot of chocolate for me personally oh yeah um i would say if i had to pick my favorite flavor i'd have to go with the classic mint chocolate chip it's what i got as a kid and it's just a solid steady go you know it i like the mint flavor i like the little bit of chocolate that isn't chocolate ice cream and it goes well with nearly anything Thank you, gentlemen, for enduring that difficult, heart-wrenching icebreaker. If you, the listener, have any icebreaker questions that you would like us to answer, you can send those to betterbuddiescast at gmail.com or put it out on social media, and we may use it in the future. Trying to get some listener interaction. Desperately. Absolutely desperately. Can I ask uh, how much listener interaction there's been so far? Uh, On which end? Well, have you Uh, listened before? Um, I have not. This uh, oh, this is my right, first. I was gonna. Then I was gonna say that was our first interaction. But 
I suppose technically John being on the podcast would have been the first listener interaction, I think. No, wait. Yeah. Technically, when Alex came on, his would have been because I told him to listen to the episode Eli was on so he would know what he was walking into. Uh, to answer your question, Tanner, on the podcast end, there's been lots of incur- there's been lots of uh, attempts at audience interaction out of the now ten episodes. On the audience end, they've done their best. That that we'll get some Facebook interaction. No one's emailed in yet, but you know we got to give them time. Got to give them reasons to. Got to encourage them gently, like a baby bird. That's and eventually, fair huh? What'd right. you say? But me? Yeah. I said, sounds fair enough. What What did you say? I didn't say anything. Okay. I was just talking over you. So yeah, I'd like to see some more audience interaction. I let's see. I've now just encouraged them to send in icebreaker questions. I've asked them to send in questions they have about friendship, should they want advice on friendship. But uh, that was like three or four episodes ago. I haven't gotten any on that. Um, And at the end of every episode, I plug the usuals like, hey, send us messages on the various medias and haven't gotten anything that way yet. But eventually, uh, I'll, I'll take that back. A few people have liked things and shared things on social media, but I've done most of the sharing and I can name the number of likings on one hand. So it's a small but strong start. All right, that's good. Yeah. How have you been doing, Tanner? I haven't talked to you in forever. I've, I've been doing uh, pretty well. Um, been working here and there and otherwise just... Just hanging out? Not since, too much. Since semester ended? Yep. Did you graduate this semester, this last semester? Or less. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I'm I don't have any classes left I need to take, uh, but um, paperwork and stuff is uh, yeah. What do you mean paperwork? Like, so you did all the classes, but you just have to turn in the paperwork? Yeah, like uh, the for whatever reason, applying for graduation uh, was glitchy on me or whatever. So I need to try that again, and then I also still have to finish paying off the semester. Huh. Okay, but you well, did it technically. Count I'd count that you graduated, and for the most part, you graduated. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Pokemon Direct today? Absolutely, I did. I was. I tried to watch it live. I'm just glad they're bringing back a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon so that oh, Calvin whoa. can be his Chikorita. That caught me so off guard. I thought for sure they were done after uh, after Super Mystery Dungeon. I just hope it's like basically a remake because the originals were just so good. It's going to be a remake and with maybe an updated Pokedex, but I'm, I'm not really sure. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, and they're now bringing DLC to Pokemon with the... Uh, John, huh? paying $30 for DLC instead of 60 for an improved version is... That's welcome to me. Yeah, I'll take it. I like it. I'm not... I, I appreciate the fact that there's the $30 DLC, which will get you... It gets you both areas, right? Yeah. So $30 DLC gets you two new areas in the game to go, like, explore and adventure and whatever. But if you don't want to pay the $30, you still get all of the new Pokemon they're adding into the game. Uh, well, they won't appear in the wild for you, but uh, you can get them traded to you or Pokemon Home will... You'll be able to transfer them in that way. Yeah, but they're not forcing you to pay $30 like. to upgrade your Pokedex. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not, not exactly doing that. But a little bit. Just... Just a little bit, but, you know, Tiny bit. Pokemon Home. If you have other games. Yeah, that's true. And if you don't, just, just a tiny little, tiny little payment. 
just just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little. What have you guys been playing, Calvin and Andrew? What games have you been up to? I've been uh, uh, running what? through. Uh, oh, sorry. Do you want to go? You can. Oh, all right. Um, been running through uh, some Dark Souls. Dying Ooh. a lot. Have you been actually yeah. like winning at Dark Souls, or do you need to get good? Uh, I've I've gotten mostly good. I mean, not that I'm an expert, but I'm in a what is it? Uh, New Londo or whatever. I don't know what that Fantasy is. City. Yeah, it's like halfway through the game, I think. Oh, nice. Some, something like that. So you're further than like 75% of people. Uh, something like that. Nice. Yeah, no, I've been enjoying it. It's been a, a game that I've wanted to play for a while, but I never really have. So it's kind of nice to go through and play it. Since it's such like, I don't know about famous, but a well-recognized good game. Notorious? Like, yeah, notoriously known for being itself. I figure, you know. It deserves a, a play. That's fair. Calvin, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, not a ton lately. Um, whenever I play with Matt, we've been playing uh, some Diablo 3. Been uh, running through our seasonal characters on there. So that's been a lot of fun. A lot of nice. We hit the kind of end of that and we are starting to just kind of grind away for weapon drops. So what is... I had a question. Uh, what this like... I don't understand MMOs basically at all. Diablo's not an MMO. What sets it apart then? Because I don't understand. Uh, Diablo's just like uh, the original like kind of like dungeon crawler kind of game. You're just running around. You build your character. You get weapon drops. You remember playing uh, Path of Exile? Yeah. That's, that's Diablo. Okay. So you're just running around, killing bosses, killing mo- uh, monsters, and stuff like that. MMO, uh, there's a ton of people online, and you're in this little world. Somewhat similar um, in that you typically have like character classes that you build up, and you're farming mm-hmm. for drops and stuff like that. But the worlds are typically bigger. There's um, a lot more people typically in the same map, and... Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of about it. Sometimes okay. some of the mechanics are a little different; and they vary versus the MMO. Hmm. Well, I've learned something new today, so that's nice. You're supposed to have topics, RJ. You're the host of this to. podcast. Yeah, I am. I am. I am supposed to do that, aren't I? That is a job I'm supposed to have. Uh, how badly do you guys want to get in a fight? What? I said, how badly do you want to get in a fight? Ooh, what kind of fight? Uh, verbal one, Andrew, you can't win this with your fists. Damn it. I like punching stuff. I mean, verbal fights are okay. I mean, no. We'll, we'll, we'll pull, I'll, I'm going to stick this one in my back pocket again. Just because I think it... Not, no. No, I think, we should, I think we should do this. I think this is the ground I want to tread with this podcast. I don't want to shy away from things. So, um... And I can always just edit it out and cut around it if I have to. So, hi, what do you guys think about uh, the current geopolitical climate of the United States and Iran right now? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I figured that's where you were going. <laughs> Verbal shotguns rack. <laughs> I mean, I... Wow. My baseline is I don't understand what's going on. And what little I know is basically it's just an escalation of a pissing contest. That's like 20,000 steps down the line from the pissing. Little bit. I mean, it's just continuation of tensions that have basically been going on since the Cold War. Uh, just escalated again. So um, it's Russia's you... fault. No. <laughs> this time it's oh. mainly our fault. <laughs> uh, 
well, I mean, it's kind of usually our fault, but there's always other people involved. It takes two to fight. Exactly. Um, no, but the what kind of kicked off there were a lot of the recent stuff. I don't know how much you read, I, but I literally know that it was like basically an escalation that like one guy got uh, like somebody got killed. And there was, so a bunch of people assaulted the embassy, so we blew something up, and it went something like that. No, okay. A little out of order. So there were a lot of protests um, around the embassy in Baghdad um, saying, like, um, the protesters were like, we want American troops out. We don't want the Americans here anymore. Um, the, the protesters got a little, uh, not really violent, but destructive. Um, they kind of stormed the compounds. They broke into like the waiting area and were like smashing things, throwing mm. things around. Um, and none of the U.S. personnel were like harmed. None of the U.S. personnel opened fire. I think they threw some tear gas. But other than that, um, and then Iraqi uh, military got in and kind of formed a barricade between the protesters and the embassy, kind of pushed them all out. But there was still a lot of... Uh, that took a while, and there were still a lot of protests. So kind of in response to that, also kind of just because he's been declared a terrorist, into, um, according to the U.S., the U.S. killed a, uh, um Iranian general um, okay. and with a drone strike that killed a couple other people. And then in response to the drone strike that killed the Iranian general, um, Iran launched a bunch of missiles at two military compounds in Iraq um, that house U.S. troops. However, all of the damage was on buildings, and there's a lot of speculation that Iran purposely aimed for places where there would be no people because mm-hmm. there were very clearly, like, bunkers, or, or not bunkers, um, barracks that housed all the troops, and they weren't hit in any way. So there was, like, um, I believe no casualties to the missile strikes. Um, so that's kind of where it's at. Hmm. That's yeah. my understanding. That's like really specifically, pe- the only people who have been gotten hurt have been people we've hurt. Um, well, you would make the argument that the general we killed was a terrorist that organized strikes that killed um, hundreds of innocents around the world for years. Yeah, fair, fair point. Yeah, he, not a good person, but uh, it was probably a bad call to uh, kill him in a drone strike at this moment, at least. Yeah, kind of poor timing. And- and 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 in the uh, manner that it happened, uh, it was essentially just an order. There was no approval by Congress or anything, uh, which I mean has happened in the past. That's what we did with Bin Laden, also. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, there's argu- there's argument for it, but there's uh, precedent said, but it's still not a great like image to take. Not a really this, ethical this thing. This is the first time it's been uh, like an active, uh, actual military leader, also. Mm. So that's that's another part of the. Uh, part of the tension. Hmm. That's really neat. Yeah. I mean, it is neat, because if you look... Like, I'll admit, I don't know the history... Minus the impending World War III. Oh, it's only going to be World War III if other people get involved. Oh, well, um, there's now claims that there was a... Well, there was a passenger airliner, Ukrainian airline... Yeah, that, I saw a um, headline about that. ...crashed uh, outside Tehran. Um... The other day, this was like right after these missile attacks from Iran, and uh, now there's a lot of uh, people saying that Iran shot it down, not necessarily on purpose, but they did shoot it down. 
So now there's that thrown into the mix as well. So there's a lot of airlines that have diverted all flights from Iran. The headline I read said that Iran was refusing to give up the black box. Not surprising. Yeah. As, as far as I heard today on, uh, on NPR, it, uh, I think, was confirmed that it was uh, an Iranian missile that took it down, but uh, nothing confirmed about whether or not it was intentional. Yikes. I think speculation is air side of it was it was a it was an accident. Yeah, I think everything I read agreed that it's like really likely they shot it down, just not necessarily on purpose. Yeah, that's a rough spot to be in because if you did it on accident and then you turn over the black box and they it all shows it was an accident, it's kind of like wow, you really screwed up. Heck with you, we're all done with like you got to you're clearly in the wrong here. If you don't turn it over, it says, oh, well, we have no confirmation right now on how, what exactly happened to the plane itself. So it looks like you're hiding it because you did it on purpose. That is a big old catch-22 right there. Gosh, that just reminded me, damn it. So, um, idioms from last episode. Uh, Tanner, (laughs) last episode, John told us about how at work they had an idiom party where they just spent the day using as many idioms as they could. And it was requested that listeners uh, email in with their favorite idioms that I would try to use all of them that I got emailed in on the next episode. And I am here to report, we had zero submissions. So I have to use (laughs) zero idioms. I I just had an idiom on my mind like earlier today, and I was like, that's probably my favorite idiom, and I have since forgotten it. I can't start listing any to help jog your memory because I can't use any idioms because none got emailed in. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Calvin, list some idioms. Uh, Andrew, help out. Time flies. Oh, no, it was a really long and convoluted one. One might say the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still can't say any idioms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. what happens if you say one, like, accidentally? He explodes. <sighs> yeah, I think I have to explode, and you guys have to finish out the episode while I reconstitute my body. So are you up for that challenge? No. <laughs> let's go with, yeah, let's go with not. <laughs> <laughs> then I shan't say any idioms. Oh, there's going to be an ice storm this weekend. How nice. Yeah, not looking forward right. to that. I guess uh, southern Wisconsin could get up to five inches on Saturday. Yikes. That's a big old move from me. What is what is this map? This this map that I'm looking at says twelve to eighteen inches of snow through Monday. What? Oh my god. That's new. <laughs> what map are you looking oh, at? CBS. Yikes. We're listed at twelve to eighteen inches. I don't know if I believe that. I don't want to believe that, because that means I have to drive through it on Sunday just so I can be a little bit closer to work. And the odds are work is going to call it off if it like don't, drops a foot on us instantly, which it won't. But you know what don't I mean. Go, don't go home from your place that's closer to work. Sleep in the parking lot. There you go. <laughs> I'm not sleeping in the parking lot all weekend, Tanner. Why not? Because it's cold. Just make an igloo. There's yeah, no snow yet. Fire. Well, when it snows. Yeah. It'll be snowing this weekend. Or ice. Make it an igloo out of ice. Yeah. Insulation. What if I just went home when it wasn't snowing? But then you have to drive. Yeah, but I'm going to have to drive either way. It's just a matter well, of... Well, listen, we're giving you options. Now you can't complain. I appreciate the options, but I have elected to complain anyways. 
No, you're not allowed. Boo hoo hoo, it's snowing and I don't like it. Mic drop. What are you gonna do about it? Uh, I'm gonna server mute you. Oh well, okay then. <laughs> I see how it is. Or, right, even, more, or it is. even more so, I can just server deafen you so you just can't hear anything. Oh yeah, that would not be great. Just completely ruin the podcast. <laughs> I mean, can you ruin this? Can you really ruin it? No, you can't ruin it. Nothing Calvin can do can ruin this podcast right now. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. Would be. I mean, Let's get some Fred boat going. Max's volume out. I mean, I'd, I'd just have to spend a little bit more time editing, but you know. So I've uh, I've been working on... Oh, nah. I've been working on some more items for my shop in D&D. My magical item shop. Yeah? Is yeah. this in our campaign? In your campaign, Calvin. So can you really talk about it? I mean, I can. It's not like it's a spoiler or anything. Like, it's not going to spoil the campaign. It's just, hey, here's some items that are available. And I've got one that I... Uh, the last couple I created I particularly like. One of them is I have named Spinal Tap's Dial. Nice. It is a knob that is made of plastic, and you plug it into... It's for magic users, and they plug it into whatever they use to cast their spells. And when they do, a set of numbers appears, 0 to 11. And if you turn the dial up to 10, you get a plus 1 to your spell attack modifier. However, if you turn it up to 11, you have to roll a d20. On a 1, the item explodes, causing 2d6 damage to everything in a 5-foot radius. On a 2 through 19, you get a plus 2 to the magical spell. And you get a what? A plus 2 to the magic. And on a 20, you get plus 2 to the magic and an extra 1d6, I think it was 1d6 thunder damage as a guitar riff rings out. So why would you like, not turn it up to 11? You have a 20th percent chance, like 1 in 20 of it blowing up and well, yeah, 19 out of 20 of it being great. I like the options. I like giving people options. The other uh, the other item I created that I really do think is has some pretty neat flavor. Uh, oh, the, what would they call Grandma Galinda's gooseberry gumdrops? Also, oh, you're being literal with the flavor. Oh, you think so? <laughs> you think so? Uh, Grandma Galinda's gooseberry gumdrops. It's the last box they ever made, and these gumdrops are special because if you consume them. You get a permanent, uh, you get a D8 to your uh, max health. However, there was an issue when the gumdrops were made, and they are not gooseberry flavored. They are flavored with a combination of buffalo dung and pit viper uh, remains, I think it was. So if you eat the gumdrops, you have to roll a constitution saving throw or be incapacitated for 1d4 days as your body processes these horrendous gumdrops that not even the gods would eat. Dear God. <laughs> yeah. So what happens if you put the uh, spinal tap onto the gumdrops? Well, you don't cast spells with gumdrops, do you? Yeah, but you turn the gumdrops up to 11. You, why would I, Why would the gumdrops be used as a spell focus? Please explain hey, that. Hey, man, you never know. It's, it's not that I doubt it can happen. It's I just want to know how we can make this happen. You just, would you, you, what, you'd have to eat the spinal, you'd have to put the actual spinal tap dial on a gumdrop and then eat the whole thing, basically, right? <laughs> and so then you'd have to process it for a few days and then poop out the dial and then repeat. Or the next person goes. So then on top of the flavors is, you know, your digestive system. Uh, see, now I was thinking you have to become, if you're a bard, 
So you take the bard, and the box is your maraca. You plug the dial into the box as your maraca, mm. but and then turn it up to 11, eat the gumdrops, which then boosts the gumdrops, but also deals 1d6 thunder damage. Oh, dude. That'd be freaking metal. Literally, <laughs> just thunder! But would it deal the damage to you because you're the one eating the gumdrops? I, I'd imagine so. Just ACDC Thunderstruck starts playing. <laughs> so, You've been Thunderstruck! <laughs> so just for the character flavor of it, you take this gumdrops there, your spell focus as a bard because there are your maraca, and they're what you use to cast your spells. You plug the dial in, turn it up to 11, eat the gumdrops, and roll a 20 to deal 1d6 thunder damage to yourself... Because the spell is being used on you, the spell of the gumdrops, because they're magical gumdrops. The gumdrops give you a 1d8 to your max health, and you're knocked unconscious for up to four days because of the gumdrops. And then you wake up and can continue to use the box with the spinal tap dial on it because it's now your drum. Dude, that sounds like a freaking party. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Talk about parties. Oh, there, Calvin, there's an item in that shop I really hope you guys eventually buy. It's yeah. Called the, it's called the Electric Boogaloo. Oh, gosh. But it costs 750 gold. Well, good luck with anyone getting that. I believe Does you. it end the current session and immediately start a sequel? That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> depending on what happens with it, maybe. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a metal box with a button on it. That's the only description I'm going to give it this time. Oh, so I'm gonna press the button. Actually, no, I'm gonna get uh, Charlie to press the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm not gonna hold that. And press it. <laughs> I have such, pressed it. I, I have like such plans for that. Charlie's, Charlie's expendable. So. Oh, what else did I put in there? There's an Iron Man gauntlet in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's described not as, oh, this is just an Iron Man gauntlet, but it's an Iron Man gauntlet in all but name. Only because that world, they wouldn't know who Iron Man is. So it's not like, hey, I know this thing, but that's what it does, and that's what it looks like. I feel like our, artifice, our artificer needs that. I made him a Swiss Army knife. It's a, uh, oh god. Yeah, it's basically a Swiss Army knife of tools that he can use. And it gives him, like, a bonus to using them. The hand? No, 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 no. New item, new item, new item. Oh, it's like, so he's like Edward Scissor's hand. No, no, no. With wrenches and shit. The hand is an Iron Man gauntlet. It shoots out the repulsor ray things as a bonus action mm. for lo- a little damage. No, the Swiss Army knife is literally a Swiss Army knife, but instead of like a knife and the things we expected, it's got like a bunch of, excuse me, a bunch of like artisanal tools. Mm-hmm. What have you two been doing here's for- Here's the knife, here's the tweezers, here's the blowtorch. Yeah, exactly. Well, thieves tools, you know. It still has like the uh, the white cross on there, the Swiss cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nice. this is my um, this is my interdimensional, intergalactic, uh, in- intersectional. Planetary. I don't know what that word means. Uh, my shopkeep Woodstock, the yellow Aarakocra. <laughs> what have you guys been doing for D and D? I know what Calvin's been doing. I've he's You're been playing in my campaign and prepping a session of his own to run. What have you two been doing? Uh, I've been prepping stuff for next semester. Nice. Yeah, I've got a got a campaign that I've been running for a while, and we're gonna do something I think kind of cool. 
the characters have hit level like nine and ten ish, and so we're gonna start off this new semester is playing like lower level characters, and they're basically going to be on a quest to go find their original characters because I've given them like ten years of downtime, and so they're all split up doing crazy stuff. Huh. So it's gonna be like a quest to find their old characters. So, so as I as, as I understand it, the old characters split up. Ten years later, this new party is getting the band back together. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it's like ten years later, and yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it'll be kind of interesting because, you know, once someone you know reunites with their old character, you know, their old character is a higher level than the rest of the party, but you know, it's it's not like oh, this one person just got more XP, or it's like oh, they're on their old character, and everyone will eventually get their old character. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm. I'm kind of excited. It reminds me of the Borderlands 2 campaign a little bit, in that, like, in Borderlands 2, you've got these four new vault hunters, but over the course of the campaign, the original vault hunters come back together. Like, the original characters from Borderlands 1 wind up, like, splitting ways after the first game, but then in 2, your new set of characters that you're playing as wind up bringing them together to fight the evil. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, like, literally what's... Oh, God, I'm unintentionally ripping off Borderlands. Sweet. How dare you? <laughs> Tanner, what about you? Uh, I have not done any D&D for a long time. Like, all semester, at least. Well, guess we're going to have to find a way to get you back in, aren't we? Yeah, I would, I would, I would enjoy that, but opposite schedules. <laughs> You're still working on weekends? Yeah, uh, not this weekend, because um, it's, it's my anniversary. But, uh, Aww. Normally, yeah, uh, normally weekends, yeah. Are you going to keep the... Congratulations on the anniversary. Uh, are you going to keep the weekend schedule now that you've technically graduated? Uh, as far as I can see, yes. Um, the position that I filled was for a guy that was mainly on the weekends. Uh, I've opened myself up for, for a lot more hours, though, and at least before New Year's, I was getting a lot more hours. So So you might be able to transition. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever be able to transition off of weekends necessarily unless i got like a new job um but i could be i could potentially become full-time in the future well that means in the future there is possibility there's potential we could go somewhere with that because <laughs> i've got a i've got at least a one shot that i need to run because i picked up the um the latest D book that came out in november uh eberron rising after the last war it has a adventure for level one characters to get you from level one to two. Like been meaning to run, so I need to put a crew together for that. So maybe we can uh, maybe we can work things out. We'll see. There's supposed to be a new uh, book coming out this spring. Yeah, they made a post about that. They're gonna announce it today, Thursday, but then uh, something happened and they have to wait till Monday to announce it. They, I don't think they even gave us a hint of what it's gonna be. Andrew, whatever happened to the, uh, you said you were going to use a character from Strahd in a battle. Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah. So, uh, the end of, uh, this semester, uh, my campaign, it sort of concluded in, like, an epic defense of the city kind of battle. And so I had the, uh, the Sunbeam team show up. So ev everyone was there, even, like, some of the NPCs and, yeah. yeah. And nice. I, I was trying out a, uh, a new way of running npcs and it actually worked really well like basically what i did is i had each npc as like a note card and they kind of had like sort of a passive ability um as sort of like a support thing that whoever 
was like teamed up with the NPC would then get like, for instance, uh, I think Zach's character had, he was paired up with Irina. And so he would also crit on a 19 because that was one of Irina's signature things in the campaign. And then, you know, then there's no like keeping track of where Irina is on the board or her hit points or anything. It's all kind of abstracted. Okay. Tanner, you were about to ask something? Uh, uh, That seems like a good way of doing that. I was just going to ask, was Blinksy there? No, no, Blinksy didn't show up. You monster! Dude, he just makes toys. Why would he travel He is the ultimate artificer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, next semester, they might end up going to Brovia because one of the characters is training to be a paladin underneath Luthor right now. So they might end up in Brovia and there there may or may not be some Blinksy-ing... Or, or or who knows. What. Okay, Andrew, I, I need to give you a a request then. Mm-hmm. Um, because as and correct me if my memory serves you two, but as I remember, when we last left Blinksy, um at like he showed up to the wedding, right? Yeah. But before that, we left him at the mansion under the instructions to continue working on my pterodactyl Mac robot. Oh. Yeah, he was working on a jetpack. He was working on my robotic pterodactyl jetpack. Right, right. So my question slash request is, would he have continued his experiments in mechanical creations? I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, what character was that for? That was for your... Uh... That was for um, uh, Tut and Puck and Rothschild. Tut- yeah, yeah. Because Tut and Puck eventually died, right? Yes, he did yeah, eventually so... die. Because the party beat him to death. Uh, because so, he yeah, didn't in the basement of that, uh, of that temple. Uh, that's not his fault. He wasn't in control of himself at the time. <laughs> it's RJ's fault. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it was my fault. But yeah, that's what happened to Tut and Puck. Rothschild, I think, got smashed? I don't remember what happened to him. Oh, no, I think that's what happened to him. Was he'd gotten smashed earlier in the temple. And we were going to have to like drag him out. Which is why he wasn't there to defend me when the rest of the party destroyed me. Oh. Oh, yeah, th- that might be. Yeah, because when you died, everyone was just like, don't touch it. Everyone crowds around you and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good touch. Yeah. I'd already touched one sarcophagus. What was a second? <laughs> Apparently death. It, it was death, yes. Yeah, I can't remember which... Do you remember which one it was you touched? Because it was either... What is it, like the secret to lichdom or like vampirism or something? I think it was lich. Yeah. I think it was lich also, because the vampirism one, we uh, we killed the oh. archer bird. Yeah, that's George. right. Uh, oh! Yeah, George had already taken that vampire yeah. bird. So I took the lichdom and then turned evil, but I only had like a handful of hit points already. So I think uh, Luthor just whacked me over the head and I died. Yeah. Pain <laughs> <laughs> went really. I think I literally had one HP. Who, what, uh, oh right, you used, uh, Torg. You used Torg for your team battle. Yeah, Torg was there. What, what did you wind up using for him? Uh, oh god, I don't remember. Uh. Because I know you asked for suggestions on, like, shit he did. But he only made it to level two. I think he had a, he had like a a death effect kind of thing. It was like when you dropped to zero hit point. He, you know, would do his... His his shadow chainsaw deal. Yes! Something like that. Calvin, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I told you the story, but when uh, Torg, the anthropomorphic beaver, died, um, 
he walked into a room and a bunch of wraiths came out of the walls, but I rolled a nat 20, so I was going to die, but he pulled a chainsaw out of the ether, cut through all the wraiths, and then proceeded to put the chainsaw back into the ether and died. Nice. Yeah. I've been meaning to do... God, I see, I want to play more D&D, because I have so many characters I want to use. I want to do my uh, lumberjack wizard. I want to do my lumberjack wizard right. so badly. Dude, I want to see your gas station again. If you can find a way for me to bring the gas station back, I will play as a gas station. <laughs> the gas station was really good. That was that was a ridiculous one shot. I had 21 characters, I think, for that one shot. Sounds about right. I just love the last one I came up with on the spot. Yeah, it was the re- the, the, the revolving, revolving door, door right? Because <laughs> in the campaign, I died to the point where my spot on the team was known as the revolving door. And Eli had written up this entire comedic one-shot detailing our adventures as a parody. So everything was a twisted on its head. Everything was a joke. Everything was a parody. And he'd planned to keep killing me off, but I'd also planned to keep being killed off. So I walked in with 20 characters, and he was like, oh, great, let's just do this then. And we get all the way to the end of the one-shot. We're nearing the end of the story. I'm on my last character, and I realized what I, I realized that I had to bring in the revolving door. And my character that I was playing at that point was God, with a capital G. (laughs) So Eli had to kill God (laughs) so that I could play a revolving door. And then the revolving door to win the day wound up becoming the head of a mech made out of all of my prior characters that I'd played in that session. Gee, RJ, that was a pretty neat story. Well, thank you, Kevin. Who's Kevin? (laughs) He's the editor. Or was that Kyle? Damn it, Kyle! Damn it, Kyle! Kevin and Kyle keep fighting for the fake editor job. Kyle, were you around for that? Yes. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure you were. Uh, The odds are in your favor that you have. You have the... uh, Oh, ooh. You and Matt are now tied. I think Matt's been on more. Technically, you're tied now. Because Matt's not on this one. And I I count episode... Was that two? Yeah, I count episode two as an appearance. Even though I died... I mean, you died, but you were there long enough for, like, an introduction. Long it, enough for an introduction, but not long enough to become the villain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the villain of the podcast. <laughs> I, I bring you all together into my torture chambers and expect you to dance for me. Dance vocally. <laughs> entertain the masses as I torture you. Zap your feet and shoot at you and shoot at your feet to get you to jump. And expect you to do all the work while I take all the glory. Be entertaining. Dance, puppets. Dance. Oh, hi. Now what? Hi, sir. Hello. That would be a fun... Okay. This would not be a fun idea. It'd be horrendous, awful uh, podcasting and awful audio entertainment. Already sounds like fun. Count me in. But I wanted... It just makes me remember the game I want to play. I, Dark Overlord. (laughs) Spawn. Do I, Dark Overlord, is a podcast episode? Oh, God. That'd be horrendous. That would be diabolical. It'd be... You'd really have to work on it to set it up. Because you'd all have to be in the room together. Yeah, you don't have to be in the same room. You could do it online. True. Probably... I'm I'm sure Tabletop Simulator has something out there. I was just supposed to go look. I uh, re-downloaded it because I was going to see if um, we wanted to run... 
maybe a small one shot in it because then we don't all have to be in the same place because we're not going to be. Yeah, that would be nice. Plus, then you don't have to worry about like a uh, uh, roll twenty. Yeah, I don't like roll twenty. Roll twenty is okay. Like it, it does what it needs to do, but I just something about it for online D and D just kind of turns me away. I'd rather he- I'd rather roll dice physically, and even like the unless you really devote time to it, the mapping isn't as helpful as this. it's it's the prep you put into it, and I didn't put much prep into it, so it's my own fault. That's the conclusion we've come to today. Thank you for this. Uh, ted- thank you for attending my TED talk. We run a campaign in World Twenty, huh? I don't remember rolling, um, running anything. That one summer that uh, you were in, that you went off to Japan. Oh, it was that one. We were doing that in World Twenty. Because um, John was in Britain at the time. We were doing, oh, that's right. We, we were doing that on Roll20. That didn't leave the alleyway that we started in. You didn't start in that alleyway. That was session two. You got to the second session. We <gasps> still didn't leave, like, the block. I just didn't, thought of a magic we went, item that I need to put to the in the market, game. And then we went to an alleyway, RJ. And that was it. Okay. You started in the market. You went to a shop. Wound up in the alleyway, because I think somebody stole something. Probably me. And then you went to an inn, and I managed to get the couch gun reference in, and then we called it quits. Couch gun, uh, for those of you who were not there when I turned, what, 19? I don't don't fucking remember. Uh, I ran a one-shot of a space adventure, but it was really bullshit, no rules. And John was a wizard... No, was no. He, John was just a guy with a gun that shot couches out of it. Oh, so normal. as a as one does as a tribute to that in the campaign I was going to run as a full campaign before it fell apart. Uh, in the bar they went to in session two, hanging on the wall behind the bar was a wand in a glass case with the plaque couch gun, and the wand was going to shoot couches. So Calvin. What magic item do you think I'm going to add to Woodstock's shop now? Uh, couch gun. The couch couch gun. gun. The couch gun will be added. Nice. Yeah, it really is. It was a good couch gun. It was also really interesting, like, the different levels that everybody at the table took it to. Because there was one guy, Josh, not the Josh you guys know. He took it, like, super seriously. He was going rogue. He was, like, he was sneaking around. He was actually going to the ship. Calvin took it pretty seriously. He was the pilot, and he went to, like, he went to do the pilot. Oh, that things. was our Halo. No, this wasn't uh, Halo. Yeah, it was. If it was a pilot, I was the it was the Halo one. It, nope, because that wasn't Halo. You were was the pilot. Was Star Wars? No, it was, um, it was just generic sci-fi. Are you sure? I'm positive because you chose to be the pilot in the couch gun thing. That's what I'm describing. Because right. Matt, because you had those guys, you you and Josh were taking it seriously. Um, James and Matt were making it a chuckle fest because James was all American space marine with a big old armor set, and Matt's race was NASCAR. Oh, that was that one. That one. That Oh, I thought we were talking about a different campaign. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, that one. Yeah, that one was... That just devolved into chaos. <laughs> yeah, it did. Because then uh, Matt's race was NASCAR, and then Luke and John were doing their own thing. Luke was the bird person bard who was hanging out in the back of the ship, and John was a dude with a pet lizard who was allergic to peanuts, had a couch gun, and took over the ship. 
and shut down everything. Like, he locked it down, and then once they got broke through the ship to get to him and retake control, his character got shot into space, and the lizard took off in the escape pod, because the lizard was the one controlling him the entire time. So John was telling his own story. Didn't we, like, get sealed at the bridge? That was how it ended? Yes. And then Matt got shot. Uh, I think John opened the um, the doors in the lounge area and shot Matt into space. And Matt got picked up by the space police. And because he was, it was the Space America space police. He was going to be rebuilt because he was his race was NASCAR, which was an acceptable race by the space police. And the rest of y'all were locked in the cockpit as the lizard flew off in the escape pod. And John's character died of a peanut allergy. Classic. Just classic. Oh, and RJ, I definitely just loaded up Tabletop Simulator. And I have, and there is uh, I Dark Overlord. And it looks great. So we should <sighs> definitely do this. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe we'll make that a special. Maybe uh, episode 52 or something. We'll play I Dark Overlord. Episode 52? Yeah, that'd be a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I suppose it would. You assume we're still going to be alive at that point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This podcast dies with me, and I don't plan on dying. I will continue on my own if I have to. No matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone does, I will continue on because I must commit to the bit. Tanner, what are you looking for in jobs? Uh, Are you talking about in the long term or in the immediate? Yes. Uh, Well... Uh, in, in the immediate, the job I'm at now pays pretty well, uh, as long as I keep the hours up. Yeah. <laughs> in the long term, uh, voiceover uh, would be what I'm looking for. Uh, stage theater would also be would also be good. Nice. To go with the degree, at least. So what I'm hearing is I should keep inviting you to guest on the podcast so you can up your credentials of voice talent usage. Yeah, I'd definitely be, I'd, I'd definitely want to come back on. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. You're not running away screaming. <laughs> That's a first. It is a first, yes. You should also look into, um, I know Amazon does their audiobooks. I've seen at, like offers, of, or not offers, but like I've seen that they're looking for people to read their audiobooks. So that might help boost you there. Okay, something to look into. Yeah. Andrew, what about you? I don't remember if we've discussed beyond the fact that you have another year and a half of college. Uh, yeah, jobs. You haven't thought about it at all, have you? Uh, like a little bit, but just, you know, nothing too specific. Good, good, good. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> so good. Glad you're thinking ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, if if I get, you know, my eyes too focused on one job or one type of job now, well, I still have, like, a year of school left, you know, I feel like that'll put me, I, I don't want to tunnel vision too hard, so. That's fair. Even it open. It's good like, to leave your options open, but you probably should start thinking of like, okay, my options are open, but I'm probably going to go into something along these lines. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a general scope, like any, anything in the game development field, I, I think I would love. Uh, I was afraid your scope was about to be pays money. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, anything to use some math to might be fun. So what I've heard is you want jobs where you either get to do the math, like you just said, or you don't get paid money. I mean, hey, game dev jobs actually pay really well. Do they? Yeah, actually. I mean, they're kind of hard to get, and they're usually really horrible working conditions, which is why they generally pay pretty <laughs> I At see. least the, uh, on the programming side, mm. which is what I would be going for. Like software development kind of jobs have pretty pretty good salaries. Well, rip, rip my dude. It's been nice knowing <laughs> you. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like my current job. Not, I'm uh, not sure how long I'll stay at it. It's pretty good right now, though. Pretty good. And Calvin, you said you uh, you were telling me you managed to at least get a phone interview, possibly. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's a good first step. I hope we all achieve what we're looking for in life. I think I think you all deserve it. You. And we've stalled with enough bullshit to hit an hour mark, so that's going to be probably about a 45-minute episode if we're lucky. Thank you again, gentlemen, for joining me this evening. I know it was a little bit of a slog. I This is only episode 10. You know, it, if we follow the McElroy brother theory of podcasting, the first 100 episodes just don't count. Hey, man, 10's a lucky number <laughs> in some culture somewhere. I hope you're right, Andrew, because I don't know if you are. No At least you made it past. I made it to 10. I did make I, it to 10. You have doubled your digits, good sir. The digits have been doubled, and the next hurdle is to triple them. Uh, so, again, thank you guys for coming. I know taking an hour out of your time for some semi-awkward conversation isn't everybody's idea of the best time, but I appreciate it, and I want you to know I appreciate it. Uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for the use of their song Living in the Moment off the album Putting... Uh, fuck. God damn it. I listen to the album name. <laughs> my fucking problem is there's 500 episodes of the goddamn my bim bam, and I listen to all of it at once, so I've internalized their ending monologue. <laughs> Thank you to Problem of Interest for the use of their song Living in the Moment off of the album Cross Off Yesterday. That's the album name. The album is Cross Off Yesterday. They're on Spotify. They're on iTunes. You should listen to them. Support local artists. Find us on Facebook at Better Buddies. Uh, we're on Twitter, Better at Better Buddies Cast. Email us. Please, please send us emails with suggestions for icebreaker questions. Uh, if you need advice about friendship or friends or the geopolitical climate of the United States. Uh, or to tell us how wrong we are about the geopolitical climate of the United States. If you could leave us a review on anywhere, that'd be great. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. I think we're on Stitcher. We're on Google. So leave us a review. It helps me feel good, and that's the only thing that really matters in life. If you could tell a friend, just the one, just the one friend, share it around. We only grow if you decide to help us grow, and Let's be real, most of the people who may listen to this podcast have been on the podcast, which doesn't make for a good fan base. So share it around, get at least one other friend, or beat someone off the street into submission into listening, like a hobo or something. And then, uh, no, don't, don't beat hobos, that's rude. And last but not least, be a better buddy.